Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On CBS Sports Radio, wild, wacky, wooly football weekend. College on Saturday. NFL yesterday still. Packers and Lions to come in week nine in the National Football League. That is Brian Jones. Ah! I'm Andrew Bogish. Ah! One more time in this sequence for Geo. Everything back to normal this tomorrow. It? This is it for now. You sure. Yeah. Who knows what Thanksgiving, Christmas, and vacation days will bring? But mm. this is uh, this is it for now. We go back to normal tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So hang in there, buddy. There is no normal. Geo Three Jones. more hours, <laughs> and then you're you know. I'll see if I can make it. Your life is your life again. All of this is always live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. Every day, a lot to get to in these three hours. James Laurinaitis, college football analyst for the Big Ten Network, will join us, as will Sage Rosenfeld's longtime NFL QB. James in hour two, Sage in hour number three. Do James really wants to talk college football? I mean, mm. uh, I mean, I expected my alma mater to lose, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he didn't expect his Buckeyes to go down with 55 points allowed. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. One of the things, you could certainly hit us up on the phone lines about at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The Ohio State and Penn State losses basically mean uh, it's Wisconsin or Boston. It might not even be good enough for the Badgers uh, for the Big Ten in the college football playoff semifinals. But that uh, is mostly for our number two. Let us begin with the NFL fresh off another crazy Sunday with so many questions, new questions to answer, old questions remaining unanswered. I mean, boy, how about those Giants? Uh, where do you, you want to begin? Uh, here's Let's begin with this because I'm as as speechless as they're – Cool as you know what head coach Ben McAdoo is. Uh, it was, I believe, 7-7 after the first quarter. Giants and Rams yesterday in New Jersey. Uh, and then there were 17 points in less than eight minutes scored by the Rams. <laughs> At one point, they scored a third and 33. There was a beautiful pass, uh, 67 yards from Goff uh, to Sammy Watkins. There was a blocked punt in this game as well. It was just a disaster. But as the Rams started the route uh, into halftime, Ben McAdoo... Uh, had this exchange then post game when things were all said and done. Would you say that at halftime? Um, yeah. So uh, was that a that direct worked. quote? That 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 worked. is that the problem? <laughs> what could you say to this team? What could you say? Uh, I mean, huh? and the video the coming vis- off a of bye, right? Uh, that is correct. Come, what what could you say? You're fresh. Uh, we we got some guys healthy, possibly those who could come back and play. Of course, uh, Beckham Beckham Junior's been out. Marshall they're out for the foreseeable future. But everyone else were pretty healthy, uh, other than Jenkins being suspended because he couldn't get his behind back in time after having a few days off, which is inexcusable. Uh, so he shouldn't have to say anything. But yes, in that position, you got to give us something. 
You, you have to share something. Maybe he should have said, well, it's, it's not made for TV. What I said to these guys at halftime cannot be shared with you because uh, it was it was expletive after expletive <laughs> after expletive, okay? So uh, there you go. Uh, but give us something other than the dead air that I sometimes give on this show. You know, that pregnant <laughs> pause doesn't work. You've never stayed silent as long no, as he just did. No, 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 no not that long. Uh, so uh, that's unfortunate for him. That is horrible horrible decision by him not to say something. He looks like he now has the deer in the headlights uh, uh, look, and he's had that for a while, and now in that setting you give the media nothing? Zilch? Zero? Yeah, I'm sure in your position it's hard to foster any type of explanation for what we witnessed yesterday. Now, I've been a part of a team. We were actually winning, though, when our bonehead cornerback, Paul Beerman, love you, Paul, uh, gave up a third and 25 for a touchdown, and we ended up losing the ball game. But I'm watching this. First, I couldn't believe it. Like, second and 30-something? What What the heck just Third and 33 now. I yeah. don't know. No, no, no. Before that, oh, okay, I, I, I'm saying that, and I said, 30? Is that a three? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's third and 33. Fine. They're going to get off the field. Great. And, and Robert Woods, prior to this play, was it Woods? It was Woods on that third and yeah. 33. He and Landon Collins had gotten into it, so Collins is giving him the business. And, and so Woods gets the last laugh. Third and 33 just runs through the middle of their defense, a little wide receiver screen, and you know what's coming. Plays like that, because they don't have plays drawn up for third and 33, third and 20, anything like that. You know what's coming. Everyone's yelling two things. Screen, draw. Screen, draw. That's it. They, they can't run anything else. What do they do? A little wide receiver screen right through the middle of your defense, and no one acts as if they care. Eli Apple did nothing. Maybe he needs to go and hug his mama somewhere. So maybe she should maybe speak she for should him. Maybe she should play. Yeah, maybe she should because he gave you nothing, and that's a, a first-round pick. Nothing on that play. No one gave them anything, and, and it was on from there. I um I have no actual stats to back this up. I may they, There may be stats, um, but as a Giant fan who has watched almost every snap for I don't, I don't know how long now, there is not a worse, and this is with Spagnuolo, without Spagnuolo, now that he's back, there is not a worse third-down defense in the world. They lead the NFL in giving up third-and-long conversions, but never before have they let a touchdown basically untouched on third and 33. Now, I, the visual, by the way, of McAdoo's non-comment where he's standing there in his Pete-esque giant poncho, and he's wider than the podium, and he's just <laughs> looking around and moving and just saying nothing. I mean, the dude's got to go. Now, I don't think he's going to go now. Um, as bad as this is, 1-7 and seven and 51-23 to 23 yesterday, just absolutely embarrassed, a complete no-show. People said they gave up. When did they give in or give down? <laughs> What's the difference of give up? When did they did, give up? Right, when, when were they in to right. then back out of that game? I guess at 7-7 in the first quarter, the Rams are just warming up. But uh, I just I don't know that they make a change in season, but one's coming the second week 17 is over. Where is your leader, Eli Manning? Where's your leader? Where's your two-time Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Where, where is he in all of this? Uh, when does he step up and, and say something? Other than what he's already said, which is pretty much nothing, right? And he's, he's now not always are your quarterbacks going to be the main leaders on your your teams, but for the most part they are. And here's a guy that's a two time Super Bowl MVP, so you got to step up to the forefront. You have to be that leader in these times of despair, and you're living them right now. It's not like the, like this is the first time the Giants haven't 
played poorly and, and haven't made the playoffs. I mean, this is the first time in a long time where they've been sitting there with just one win, and you're more than halfway through a season, of course. So he may not have seen this movie before, but you've been in dire straits. So what have you learned from those situations as far as uh, being a leader on this football team, and why aren't you stepping up and demanding that these guys play better? Why aren't you demanding that they at least act as if they care? Because you could tell that they have gone in the tank and they couldn't – they can't wait for this season to be over. And I've been on a 1-15 and 15 it's team. Only halfway I understand done. that. But no way in hell were we expected to go to a Super Bowl, let alone make the playoffs coming into a, a season. So I know what it's like. It's difficult to go into that facility, but that's your job. You shouldn't tank. And they tank. And I had this conversation with Bob Papa a couple weeks ago when he was on with Boomer. He and I were on. And, and he said, I don't, just can't see them giving up. Well, they gave up. Yeah. They gave up. You saw it. And this is after, you know, Janoris Jenkins does whatever and gets sent home for the week. Uh, after Dominic Rogers cromarty has his little mini insubordination and doesn't play that game in Denver. Uh, I mean, the, the, they are off the rails. Like, arguably never before. Again, I'm, you know, I'm under 40, so I haven't lived the entire um, giant Good for you. Lure. I don't remember how bad it was pre-Parcells and Sims. Obviously, I remember Ray Hanley, um, but nothing has been... Nothing has been like this, and yesterday was just an utter disaster, which only trumps what the Broncos didn't do in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, Denver should send a note to the Giants, say thanks for covering our butts, uh, right. because the Broncos went in, and the one thing they could always do was play defense while whatever quarterback was in there was sucking, and yesterday they gave up 419. Um, they just they had nothing for the Eagles, who continue 51 there as well. Seven straight wins. They're 8-1 overall. Carson Wentz now has 17 touchdown passes in his last five games, and we'll connect this later on to New Orleans and to Seattle. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm calling the NFC. Who's who's slowing the Eagles down right now? I, I don't know. Hopefully my Cowboys can, and, and they have in yeah. a couple weeks. They go to Atlanta this this uh, next week while the Eagles are on a bye, so they're going to be fresh when they roll into Dallas. But I can't see anyone slowing them down. 197 yards rushing uh, versus that uh, the league's best uh, defense. Uh, the Broncos there, but you had three backs that just did what they wanted. Ajayi coming over from the Dolphins. Uh, he had 77 yards. Corey Clement, I think Corey's a, a rookie uh, out of Wisconsin. Uh, he he, he uh, runs pretty well. And, of course, LeGarrette Blount did the same thing. And and so uh, they did what they wanted. Wentz, once again, efficient. But 17, 19 of 26, somewhere around there. Four touchdown passes. Only 200 yards. Right. He didn't pass for a lot. And no. then he gave over to uh, Nick Foles there late in that ball game. So uh, uh, the Eagles are, are flying high, unfortunately, for the, the NFC East uh, teams, uh, they they are the, the bell cow currently and look the part. Uh, so they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender uh, and, and maybe the favorites right now. Um, Brock Osweiler in that game looked like Brock Osweiler, who hadn't played yet this season. Uh, just some really, really bad throws in that one. Not sure it made any real difference. Uh, they were going to lose that one no matter what, the way their defense wasn't playing. But uh, Brock looked like Brock, and the Broncos all of a sudden now have lost four straight. They're five, and five of six. They're three of five, and Philly just rolls to eight and one. Uh, so you have Wentz and Goff yesterday. I mean, just, just, just Look great, dealing. don't they? Look great. I mean, they really did. And then Kirk Cousins goes to Seattle, and they're winning a baseball game for a while, 7-2, 10-2. It's 10-8 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, two Seattle touchdown passes. They lead, and then they go 70 yards in 35 seconds. Two great throws by oh, Cousins. Outstanding throws. The finesse over the top for the first one, and then the deep one down the sideline. Docks and a diving catch. He's 
six inches away from tumbling into the end zone for a much-needed fantasy touchdown for Bogish, but whatever. Stopped inside the one. <laughs> well, let's give let's give Brian Quick uh, credit for that hey, that first you know, pass was, because he looked inside, then he had to uh, turn his body outside to make a heck of a catch, yeah. and so for him to adjust on that play, uh, that was uh, exceptional. And, and then Dotson, uh, who's now rounding into shape, it seems, another former number one pick out of TCU. Uh, he made a diving catch and almost got in the end zone because he wasn't touched uh, down. But uh, the Redskins, to come back in that situation on the road, a loud place after the uh, Seahawks went up uh, by four, uh, tremendous uh, resolve by that that football team and cousin, uh, you know, taking that pressure all afternoon long, going up against the Legion of, of Doom, uh, a boom uh, there by the Seahawks, uh, and, and then to stand in there in the waning moments and get a victory—that was huge for them. Um, and really, Seattle, like, just do me a favor. You're, you're the I hitch my wagon to you. I can't have the Eagles winning this whole thing. I just can't. <laughs> uh, and I thought maybe you were figuring things out. All the offense last week, the defense making some big plays, and then you let this team walk in and take nothing away from Washington. It's a great win. They saved their season basically. Good with this defense win by yesterday. the Redskins. Good defense by them. Great quarterback play. Um, but, I mean, they've got basically me, Mike, and Pete on the offensive line, and they're getting all around Cousins, but they can't make the one play to slow them down late, and they you know, they can only score eight points through the first three quarters. Uh, I mean, give me something. That's give me it, something. the offensive line. Give me something. You, you got so many guys injured on that offensive line. You're pulling cats off the street, and right. yet you were able to hold up in the waning moments of that in ball Seattle. game. In Seattle. Going up against that. That pressure and and to allow Cousins time to look downfield and, and throw some deep balls. So uh, kudos to that makeshift offensive line. You know, and, and as always, we you know we hit another mile marker in the NFL where everyone's ever played eight or nine games now. So we're we're halfway home, and we know next to nothing. And I know a lot of people love that about this league, but I always find myself being angry at it because I don't I don't like doubt. I, I kind of like knowing what's in front of us, and I don't like teams making us look stupid when we, when we think they're going to win. and then they, I mean, I sat here Friday and told you that Seattle was going to handle this game, was going to win going away, Yeah, you look and, and they can't do anything <laughs> against this you, Redskins you, team. You, you discounted Washington's defense? Now, I know the offensive issues, but defensively, they, they can uh, bow their necks and get after you on that side of yeah, the ball. And then they had Josh Norman's back, so uh, I, I'm not surprised his defense played as well as they did. Russell Wilson, a couple picks in this ball game. Yeah, and they and they just can't run the guys on TV. Burkhart and uh, Charles Davis were goofing about it. It's kind of funny, but it's not if you're the, the Seahawks. Right? How they really want to be a run team still, but they can't run the football. Yeah, and Dwayne they just, Brown. They just there's can't a reason. Get it down. There's a reason they traded for Dwayne Brown from uh, the, the Texans because they want to be able to run the rock, and they've tried to go the, the cheap route by turning guys who played defensive line or basketball primarily and making those guys offensive linemen, and now they have to go out and make some expenditures on a bona fide uh, offensive player like a Dwayne Brown. And, and first week there, of course, and, and so maybe they didn't want to lean on him too much, but they're going to have to moving yeah. forward. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, an interesting day in the NFC South. Yesterday, the Panthers and the Falcons hooked up, as did the Saints and the Buccaneers. Uh, we learned a few things about the present with all four teams involved, and then Cam Newton gave us 
a history lesson as well, which we all should <laughs> immediately forget. Still so much more to get to from week nine in the NFL and still have not really touched college football at all of those ranked meetings, ranked on ranked opponents uh, on Saturday, and they gave us the drama we expected. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. This is L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Land, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. This is Portugal the man. This is the coolest music I'm aware of at the moment. Really? Oh, no, I'm Thunder. Imagine Dragons. You didn't, you, didn't, you, you said Portugal is a man? Portugal the man. Oh, the man, yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice little video. Portugal, this. comma, the man. Cool, gotcha. But a girl is singing. Yeah. So she's not the man. She's good. That's, okay. that's, that's good for her. I mean, but yeah, for, these her, days, for us. You never know. Doing more is brought to you by the Home Depot. <laughs> Shut up the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do. Project Smarter. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who is doing more for his team. Jared Goff's doing more for his team. The second-year QB threw a career-high four touchdown passes. Whatever. As the Rams crushed the Giants. 51-17 at MetLife Stadium. Uh, it's Gio and Jones on a Monday morning. Bogish in for Gio. He is back uh, in his normal seat here tomorrow. Uh, but as usual, when I move over a seat, Brad Heller takes mine. So here is Brad. Hello, sir. Good morning, guys. What's your update? All right. We'll start with the Sunday night game. Marshawn Lynch was back in beast mode. Now they move Cook to the right. They stack the receivers. Cooper behind Roberts right. Crabtree left. They give it to Lynch coming straight ahead. Breaks a tackle. First down. Lynch into the end zone. Touchdown. Pop of the call, Compass Media, two touchdown runs for Lynch and his return from a one-game suspension. Raiders beat the Dolphins in Miami 27-24. A couple of teams drop 51 on the board, starting with the Rams. Goff again, bootlegs out to his right. He sets his feet, looks deep down the middle. Sammy Watkins, five yards beyond the defense, reaches out at the 10 and makes the catch and strolls in for a bomb of a touchdown. J.B. Long, Rams Radio Network, four touchdown passes for Jared Goff in a 51-17 route of the Giants. Carson Wentz also four touchdown passes. Eagles 51, Broncos 23, seven straight wins for Philly. They've got the best record in the NFL at 8-1. and one. Maybe this was Ezekiel Elliott's final game before suspension. He scored the go-ahead touchdown. Cowboys beat the Chiefs in Dallas 28-17. In Seattle, Rob Kelly's one-yard touchdown run with just under a minute to go, giving the Redskins a 17-14 win over the Seahawks. Kirk Cousins credits the offensive line, which was down three starters. They stayed upbeat. Uh, they they had a you know the eye of the tiger all game long and um, just and kept Cousins playing. Leading a seventy yard drive in thirty five seconds after Russell Wilson hit Doug Baldwin for the go ahead touchdown at the time. Elsewhere, Adrian Peterson a career high thirty seven carries, one fifty nine on the ground. Cardinals beat the Niners twenty to ten. AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey were ejected for fighting. The second quarter of the Jaguars' 23-7 win over the Bengals. That was a big brawl. Jameis Winston instigated a mini-brawl in New Orleans while he was out with a bad shoulder. Bucks lost big to the Saints, 30-10. Six straight wins for New Orleans. NBA, eight straight wins for the Celtics. They crushed the Magic, 104-88. Hawks snapped their eight-game slide, beat the Cavs, 117-115. Cleveland has lost five out of seven now. James Harden, a career-high 56. Rockets, 137. Jazz, 110. Christos Porzingis went off for 40. That's a new career high for him. Knicks erased a 19-point deficit, beat the Pacers 108-101. Gentlemen. And now my mic's on. Thanks, Brad, so much. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I actually watched a little of that Knicks game in between really? football. Man, at that... 
know, we talked about Giannis Porzingis uh, at the end of last week, talking talking a good game for his brother, eventually getting paid by the Knicks. I mean, at this point, uh, I think on Friday I said, you know, maybe want to slow your roll a little bit, Porzingis brothers, but maybe not <laughs> because every He's time, balling. I mean, every time you watch him, and even shy of the career high forty points yesterday, uh, I mean, the guy is just seven three. I think it was Darren Collison that, or no. Uh, Corey Joseph, maybe that broke him down off the dribble from the top of the from the top of the arc, and then drove the lane. And Porzingis is trailing him, and it looks like a you know a teenager trailing like a six year old, and the six year old goes up for a layup, and here comes your big teenage brother coming flying over the top and swatting <laughs> the ball away when like you think you're going to score. It happened to me one time. I remember this playing uh, pickup hoops at Fordham with, with a couple of the actual basketball players, and I remember the ball got you know stolen on a drive, thrown ahead. I'm going to run it down. I'm thinking, oh, nice little layup. I go up, and all of a sudden it got dark. And this, <laughs> Arsini Kuczynski, who was like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, from Russia, had just come in from behind me and just pins it to the backboard. So I, it got dark. I hear the thud and didn't feel anything because he went right past me and over me. And I just looked around. The play's going back the other way, and he's like laughing. Punch, I'm like, all right, so I'm never doing this again. <laughs> that was fun. That was the end of your basketball that was, career? Well, that was the end of playing with better players. Ah. And then I play with people who are more on my uh, on my wavelength. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, <laughs> So uh, Cam Newton has said some interesting things Oof. at uh, press conference podiums this year. Luckily, this one is all for you-know-whats and giggles. Yesterday, uh, after the Panthers... Uh, blow an early lead. No, no, they rallied and then held off the the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, they get a win, and then Cam decided um, to to say this after the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Except for that, that little hole that that iceberg poked into it. Right. So if you're scoring at home, uh, Kelvin, the Panthers of the Titanic, Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin being traded is the hole that gets ripped in the ship by an iceberg. And then you plug in Devin Funchess. And we keep going straight ahead. Is that is that the lesson here? Yeah, that's what it is. Plug in Funches, plug in McCaffrey, and our hearts must go on. Yeah, near, far, wherever you are. What a great song. That's mm. what Mikey said this morning. Like, this is a really good song. Like, yeah, that's why song. it's like the number one song of all time. Well, not all time, but it was up there. It's a great mm-hmm. song. To, to where, Cam? <laughs> to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. But don't worry, folks. We've just begun our descent. So, so Ron Rivera is James Cameron now? <laughs> <laughs> who's the old lady? <laughs> yeah, who's all? Jerry Richardson has to be the owner, right? <laughs> I thought that was too easy and may, maybe mean, but Bart, let's go with it. Yeah. It's so cold, Rose. <laughs> His arm just snapping Somebody off. Somebody was getting on to me about seeing this movie. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's long. It's long as hell, but it's good. But it's a good movie. Yeah. Bill Paxton. We lost Bill. Yeah. Lost him. Good drawings. Good yes. Artist, Leo yes. DiCaprio, yeah. Yeah. Never found that necklace, did they? Oh, yeah, did. The no, old lady did. had that's it. The, that's, that's right. The, the old movie. lady had it. I did forgot. you see it, Brian? Yes. It comes back to me now. <laughs> Don't spoil it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was trying to throw them off the scent, man. They didn't find their necklace. Pete's never seen it. Never what saw happens it. again? Yeah. Never saw Titanic, man. Does it sink? 
Oh man! No, no. According to the Germans, storm Pearl Harbor. The Germans didn't. Never mind. He's on a roll. (laughs) Uh, By the way, the Panthers won that game. Damn it! And the Falcons dropped the four and four. Um, Christian McC- and you know what they, we made fun of this last week when when Marty Herney the acting GM said trading Kelvin Benjamin was partly to open up the run game and lo and behold Cam runs for 86 yards and a score yep. McCaffrey for 66 and a score um, 201 they ran for 201 on the Falcons days after and again you didn't understand it and you should know I didn't understand it from a football perspective but apparently Kelvin Benjamin was tackling Panther running backs because they traded him, and now all of a sudden they're running roughshod over NFL teams. I don't. I, I guess they knew something that we didn't, yeah, so kudos dude, to them. Dude, uh, those are your teammates. <laughs> you're tripping, what did they say? You're tripping up our running game. Yeah. Like, how? How is he messing with your running game? Is he not blocking downfield when you guys break through the line of scrimmage? He's not allowing your, your running backs to – to extend plays. What is? What do you mean he's tripping up your running game? Now we know. Yeah. Had to get him off the Titanic. Good for mm-hmm. them. Good for him. Bad for the Falcons. Uh, and then bad for the Bucs. And we. Wow. Th- this is the second straight Monday. We're coming off a, a confusing Buccaneer effort. But maybe we should stop being confused by this team. They're just not good. They're, they're just not good. I mean, that's it. They're just not good. Jameis is hurt even before he was hurt. Um, I, I don't know if regressing or plateaued, what the right word actually is, but um, between Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and O.J. Howard, they were they have never been as dangerous on offense as we thought they were going to be going into the year. They make the quarterback change. We were confused yesterday at first whether that was a, a performance decision or an injury thing. And to be honest, I, you know, I thought about this as they were going back and forth on TV about it. it it's, it's very plausible to me that it was a performance change, and they throw out the well, he's questionable to come back with his shoulder just to slow down any extra drama. Um, or maybe he actually is hurt. Either way, they had to go to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it didn't change anything. Well, did you, did you expect it to with what, Ryan Fitzpatrick no. being in there? No. No, of course not. But, you know, every, who knows what happens every once in a while. I mean, he, he played okay the last time he came in for Jameis. They almost won the game when Jameis got hurt because Fitzpatrick came in and they rallied. Uh, but how about these Saints? Maybe that's the team, if you're looking like me, Pedally for a for, because you hate the Eagles and you hate Philadelphia. You're looking for somebody to slow the Eagles down. You know maybe it's going to be Drew Brees and the Saints because they're playing defense, they're playing offense. Alvin Kamara had 172 scrimmage yards yesterday, ran for a score, caught for another. Brees again efficient. Um, they got dudes taking cheap shots and surviving them from Mike Evans, right? And they've won six in a row. So let's you know let's pay the Saints some attention. Yeah, here. exactly. And that young defense that were, they were they had all these neophytes to start the season, and we watched them at the beginning versus the Vikings, and they couldn't do anything. And now they're all rounding into shape. So let's give that defensive coaching staff a ton of credit for coaching up these guys, developing them. We knew they had the talent, but how quickly could they get acclimated to an NFL environment? And and, and they're looking like. Uh, they're acclimated. Uh, these guys are flying around. They're not afraid of anyone. They're playing with confidence. And they're not making a lot of mistakes, which you ordinarily would expect when you have that many new guys on your defense. So uh, that's a credit to that defensive staff. Uh, they're doing phenomenal work. But, again, here's my concern, and it was my concern with Seattle and anybody else that you that you put up there to who's you know who is going to challenge the Eagles right now in the NFC. And this is true of Dallas as well. The problem is you're going to be playing the Eagles in Philadelphia. It's not like they're sitting on a trip to Seattle or, a sit, mm-hmm. or sitting on a trip to the Superdome or even down to Dallas. You've got to go to Philly 
and beat this Eagle team. And I haven't found anybody yet that I'm confident now to say that they can go to Philly and knock off the Eagles. Right. Philly comes to the Cowboys in the last game of the season. I think it, like it was last year. I believe Cowboys finished there because that's when Romo came back. And I feel like they played, always do, He right? played the uh, lion's share of the game after that first series in which Dak uh, started. So the Cowboys finished their season there in Philadelphia. So we'll find out a lot more about them when they take on the Cowboys, an impressive win by Dallas uh, up, up against Kansas City. And now uh, the, the new hottest play in, in, in the NFL, the, the Hail Mary, uh, which, I mean, which essentially, as uh, Coach Cowher called it on NFL Today uh, or during the uh, halftime of the game, he called it a – a, uh, essentially a punt, and that's what it was like. It was yeah. like a wide receiver screen, a punt, and you give this guy uh, a lot of room and, and his blockers time to sort out who they're going to take on, and, and and Hill makes one miss, and then he's on into the end zone. That's just like a punt or, or, or a, a kickoff. You, we always tell that returner, you know, you got you have to make one of them miss. We have the rest, right. and that's exactly what Hill did. That, that was a beautifully drawn up play and caught everyone off guard. Now you know, though, everyone will be practicing that, and we'll see if it it, it works again. I'm going to say no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if you did, if you didn't see it, it's the last play of the second quarter in Dallas. They throw underneath the hill. He runs down the field. I think there's seven Cowboy defenders between the 25 yard line. And the goal line, he's got three or four blockers in front of him. He lets him get ahead. They line up. He does this little kind of high-step, stutter-step thing and then takes off. The one-man misses, and he's in the end zone for a touchdown. And it was 14-3 Dallas, and eventually it's 17-14 Chiefs. Uh, A little mini rally there from from KC. So between that hill play uh, and I guess we're calling him now Hollywood Brown, his catch and run (laughs) in, in Bedlam on Saturday, two of my favorite plays I've seen in a long time because Brown was so fast it blew my mind on Saturday. And then Hill, my favorite part of this, it again reminds, I'm going way, like way back into these mismatch references, but it looked like Tyreek Hill being Tyreek Hill playing against like high schoolers. Like he's coming down, he lines him up, and again, that like high step like starts like, here we go, and then he takes off, and there's just nothing anybody can do. Well, he's and so all of a sudden fast. he's in the end zone, he's he, like, that, that and, was easy. And, and the guy's in space, and you have to have an appreciation uh, of how talented this guy is. And, and watching that reminded me of, Former Longhorn Eric Metcalf. Eric was ah. like, I mean, it, it, he was prancing around like Bambi on the football field, but you could not touch him. If you look up Eric Metcalf's staff, he, uh, stats, he has some of the best stats in all the NFL uh, as a punt returner. Uh, this guy, I have still haven't touched him. Every time I see him at a Longhorn event, I go and grab him and, 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 and hug him tightly because that's the only <laughs> way I can touch him because I couldn't any time I was chasing him on a football field. And that's what that play reminded me of because, Eric, you'd be right there. you think you could just reach out and grab him and know – Guys with that type of athleticism, that type of talent, it is so damn hard to get just a, a, a finger on them. And Tyreek Hill making one miss. and then I mean, he made Orlando Scandrick. This is a DB. Here's a guy who has <laughs> yeah. swivel hips. Right, who should be in the neighborhood of his yes. quickness. Yeah. yeah, and here's a guy that should be able to, to match that type of athleticism. But that's when you know you're dealing with someone special. And, and Tyreek Hill has special skills. And that's why he made that play work. And, and it'd be interesting to know how, how often they've practiced that. Or there's something like they decided to just say, hey, let's just – do a wide receiver screen and see what happens. But now you're going to have, of course, that middle backer. Everyone else is going to be at the goal line, four or five guys. You'll have a linebacker and maybe even a safety uh, spy now on that back 
or, or a receiver who's there at the line of scrimmage, you know, the guy who's in the same uh, lane as a Tyreek Hill. And, and, and so uh, they'll figure it out. Defensive coordinators will figure it out. But that was just a beautifully called play, even though I didn't like it at the moment. Uh, enough of the pros. It's time to get back to Saturday and college football. Grab a line right now. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Explain to me the path the Big Ten has to a semifinal spot because I don't see it at the moment, barring, obviously, uh, teams ahead of Wisconsin losing before we get to December. But things do not look good this morning for the Big Ten after a very, very bad Saturday, but a lot of good in other places. So get on the phone lines now, and in particular, at the top of our number two. It's Monday. We have phones. They are working. There was college football on Saturday. So only one thing is to happen in roughly 22 minutes from now. Open phones with Brian Jones answering all, any college football question you may have. It might even be about the Northern Arizona quarterback getting kicked out of a game for targeting the quarterback. Ejected about time. Targeting. It's about time. It's looking yes. like a true defender. And boy, did the Montana defenders love that too uh, when it happened over the weekend. And there was actually real football play this weekend. You might have to ask Brian about as well. All at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question to us at, at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later <laughs> on when we might answer your question. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the brakes that are an exact fit for your vehicle. Brands you trust like Brake Best and Wagner Thermo Quiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I, I wasn't laughing at, at Not at you, Bogus. I'm just giggling at all these the fisticuffs yesterday in the <laughs> NFL. Just amazing fights all across the board, it seemed like. Uh, just testing we were just talking about the saints and the bucks and mike evans definitely should have been kicked out of the ball game for hitting uh just a cheap shot on, on marshawn Lattimore there on on the uh sideline that was wrong and james winston you're out of the game sit your butt over there on the bench you're getting drilled 30 to 3 at the point just sit over there and be quiet you shouldn't be talking to anyone either uh so it was very chippy uh across the league the 49ers arizona they get into it uh, it, it was just crazy and of course jalen ramsey and and uh and A.J. Green. So now Pete, as always, playing topical music coming back from break with uh, Superstitious <laughs> because on Friday's Ask the Pros, our good friend Travis, mm-hmm. Gary Thomas, Lil Brown Rooster on Twitter, uh, he was the lucky winner, and he asked us if Iowa could beat Ohio State, and I think the pro and a half in the room uh, laughed at him and said absolutely no chance. And then what did Iowa do? Um, they embarrassed Ohio State uh, at Iowa on Saturday I don't even remember what the final score was because it was that much of an event. 55, 55 something. To negative seven? <laughs> 27? I, I, I mean, goodness. 24. 55, 24, the most points. A, an Urban Meyer squad, whether it was Bowling Green, whether it was Utah, Florida, Ohio State, the most points any of his teams have ever, ever allowed. Uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, they, they put it on. 
uh, Ohio State from the beginning. And JT Barrett ended that game versus Penn State 16 for 16. Yeah. Started this one with a pick six. Went right. on to throw three more interceptions. Amani Hooker had the first one. And then uh, Jackson. Josh Jackson. Uh, Josh Jackson. How many damn Josh Jacksons are there in sports? I mean, seriously. I, I can't keep up with all of them. And I don't even want to talk about the one I picked to win down there in South Florida this weekend. Miami whipped his butt. Uh, the quarterback of Virginia Tech. We're going to go back to calling them Vitek, okay? Yeah. Because they look like Vitek, not Virginia Tech. All that. But it's Virginia Tech, not Vitek. Well, they play like Vitek. <laughs> and, and so all these Josh Jackson. Anyway, Josh had three in the ball game versus Ohio State, and they just took it to him. They just whipped him from the get-go. And I thought, if I said if it was a night game, yeah, I'd say Ohio State. Be, put them on upset alert because going into this ball game, Iowa had won their last four out of five versus top five, top five teams. Yeah. And I know Ohio State was just out of the top five, depending on which ranking you were looking at in the CFP. They were at, they're at six. So, yeah, number uh, three in the AP was right, right there. P&P. Right, so they had really beaten up on those uh, high-ranked teams coming in there, but it was an afternoon game. It, it soon got late for yeah. the Buckeyes. They couldn't do anything, and Akram Wiley was I mean, it was 17 all though. Even right. as bad as the start was, it was 17 all, and then, yeah. the, and then the, the, the free fall began, 30 and it never points. stops. Yeah, in the first half, and, and, and Nathan Stanley looked great, and, and that was a hell of a whipping that Iowa put on those guys. I didn't like those uniforms, but they were. <laughs> Iowa should probably keep those weirdos to uh, to to Madison this weekend. Uh, so that was a very impressive uh, win by Kirk Ferentz and his guys. And 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 speaking of a guy having no words, uh, what could Urban Meyer say? Nothing. We got our butts whipped. Uh, and you you mentioned most points ever allowed by him by one of his teams. Also, the worst loss one of his teams ever took from an unranked opponent. The thirty one point. Differential. Right. Remember, it was thirty-one nothing last year in the, right. in the college football playoff versus Clemson. Uh, but at least that was Clemson in the right <laughs> in yeah. the playoff, uh, not Iowa. <laughs> Travis, I mean, the way you you predicted this on Friday, you should host the second hour of the yes. show. That's what you deserve after as my. Now, did he say they would win, or did he just? Inquire whether or not it's good enough they could for me. Win. If he was entertaining <laughs> the possibility of Iowa winning, well, that's close we enough. We entertained it, but we said no, not not this week. We entertained it. I mean, it wasn't too far fetched. Right. I didn't expect him to post fifty five points. I you know maybe get a game winning field goal late in the ball game. And I did say this though. I said this would be a tougher defense for Ohio State to penetrate than was. Penn State, and I was correct in that assessment because those guys up front, uh, Josie Joel at the uh, Josie Jewel uh, at the linebacker position, Anthony Nelson at D line, all those guys up front, and uh, you know they are dang good, and and they they showed up and showed out in this ball game. So I thought Ohio State would have a tougher time going up against that defensive line than they did versus the beleaguered. Penn State defensive line. They looked beleaguered again, losing uh, to Michigan State there in East Lansing. You had a long delay in that ball game. That game started at noon, and they went. They had a delay. I guess they played all the way up to maybe the the, the second quarter. Yeah, and then they had a lengthy delay. Three they didn't hours go back in twenty two minutes. Right, back on the field around four. Yeah, and then they actually they had a full halftime still because the coaches wanted the break for their players and whatever. Right. I mean, it was it was a, a nightmare logistically. You had, you had Stanford and Washington State them playing on the Fox Business Network mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you ran into you had three games going. You had you know originally on Fox was this Big Ten game, then the delay. It was supposed to lead into the Pac-12 game while you had Bedlam on FS1. 
So all of a sudden, you're those three games going simultaneously, and I guess in, in all of the different conflict setups, Fox Business Network is the third option, and that's where you had to watch Stanford uh, and Washington State up in Washington State. It was a good game, a good win uh, for the Cougars, a lot of defense, and uh, and, and, and Justin Falk. Why can't I, I always there's – a, there's a hockey player with the same name that always throws me off when I talk about the Washington State QB. Luke Falk. Luke Falk. I have yeah. to say this is – the brain that one at least is better than Archie Griffin and Howard Griffith and Robert Griffin the <laughs> third. But this yeah, is where no, my no Heisman trophies. This right, is what's but, in my yeah. head. Justin Falk, defenseman, and I'm thinking he's, he's not the Washington State quarterback. And, and Luke Falk and, and the Cougars knocking off Stanford back to back season that hasn't happened in forever ever. But Bryce Love another 50 yard plus run in this ball game. He's but all that was they it. Have. That I know that yeah. was it. Uh, he's he's all they have on the offensive side of the ball, and yet he's still able to run through tackles and, 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 and get in the end zone. So impressive win by the, the Cougs uh, in, in that one uh, coming off uh, their loss at Arizona. And, and what a game that was. Arizona and USC and this Khalil Tate is the real deal. He had Illibis throw there at the end of the ball game uh, for a pick and, and SC uh, rounded in the shape. But uh, just penalty after penalty in this game. This game lasted forever. I tried to watch that. You know, We didn't get off the set of the Alabama-LSU, and we'll get into that ball game. Shortly, we didn't get off the set. Probably uh, 11.30, 11.45 after that game. You go home and, and you want to watch that. We were watching it while we were there, watching you know the other late games. But get home and okay, I'm gonna finish this one, then go to bed. Man, I couldn't finish it. It took it just dragged on forever. Flag Ever. after flag after flag and, and what targeting calls we have to review and all points this. too. Yeah, and 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 so I was, okay, I finished this one in the morning. But Khalil Tate is the truth, and Sam Darnold made some throws in that game that were. Uh, NFL quality. He 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 put on a show. One running to his left and and hitting his running back down the sideline on a wheel route. And and Ronald Jones, the the, the second uh, first round talent. If he can stay healthy, he 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 reminded me of another back that plays right there in that same stadium. Todd Gurley, not as big, not as tall as Todd Gurley, but he has that same that that next gear once he gets out in the open. He he can mash out and he can peel out. He has all the moves. He's very elusive. Uh, this guy is fun to watch. I don't know why he didn't go to Texas. He's from Texas, uh, but uh, <laughs> too late for that. Uh, but he looked good, and, and that's a good, impressive win for, for USC, back-to-back wins versus Arizona teams. I uh, feel bad for my buddy Rich Rod, but they were in that ball game. They had it all tied up there, 35, and, and, and then, uh, of course, SC uh, put them away. Uh, so uh, too many damn flags, but still a, a very uh, good game. And as far as Alabama and LSU, Man, uh, LSU had play- there were plays for them to make, yeah. and they just could not there. make them. There were plays there. They tried to hang on as long as they could. Their defense tried to hang in there like they do each and every year. But at this point, if you're an LSU fan, you have to be so discouraged, so discouraged that you cannot knock off Alabama. Seven straight now. But at least lost. they scored this time. Yeah, at least they scored, <laughs> and they, they were able to run the rock somewhat. Uh, 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 Daryl uh, Williams with the long uh, wildcat, wild tiger, I guess they'll call their play, almost got in the end zone. Uh, and, and, of course, we had Les Miles on the set, and, and he was pulling hard for the Tigers. But uh, they they just don't have enough. They, they don't make the plays when they need to make the plays. And they just couldn't hold up versus Bama D, and, and, and you got what you you've gotten the last six years. All right, hur- loss. Hurry up and make Mike work at eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Grab a line, think of a question. It doesn't have to be a smart one or a profound one. Just ask it of Brian. Um, I, I'll give you this one if you want to try and stump him, Brian. Don't listen. Call in and ask him before Saturday at Washington State. 
when was the last time Stanford played a game in snow? Ah! Ask him that one. Or about... I know the answer. Where does the Big Ten go after loss from Ohio State and Penn State? Which I know the answer to that, too. Wisconsin. The toilet. In comparison, <laughs> what does Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State 100-96 to mean in Bedlam for the Big 12? <laughs> and when are we firing Tom Herman after losing Shut at out. TCU? In ex- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. So much more college football in hour number two with you. And then eventually with James Laurinaitis of the Big Ten Network, he's on Geo and Jones as well, right here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.